G'day legends, um, here for another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast um, with Jacko as always. We're actually coming off a pretty good week on the punt, which is nice. Pretty pretty rare in this time of the year that you can actually string a few winners together, so really good. Um, we started the card race two and three, we backed a couple of winners and then came home with a wet sail, didn't we Jacko, which is nice. Absolutely mate, a couple of big results with Gypsy Goddess at the end there and Ethelric, so yeah, absolutely came home with the wet sail mate. Something exciting this week, um, we get to introduce a guest, so which is which is obviously really exciting for us, and we're just looking forward to having a chat with him. So he's written 32 Group 1s, which is just phenomenal, um, both in Australia and overseas as well. He's a father of four. He's a, he's a frequent member of the Vicar too, uh, the local down there. Tommy Berry, mate, welcome to the podcast. What can't you do? Uh, well, I, I think the missus would wish I wasn't a frequent <laughs> member of the Vicar, but... Um... No, it's um no good. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. It's um been watching the podcast. Obviously, you you do a pretty good job, so thought I might, uh, you know, join you and uh nah, see how we go. Appreciate that, mate. There is rumours going around that you do have a, a tent pitched up outside the vicar as well, mate. So you were there last night, were you? Yeah, them vanilla passion cocktails. These they go down all right, and uh, had a few of them last night with a few of the boys. It's good. We we don't get to do it very often, and I don't really drink much during the week, but. When Orange is on, uh, there's no rules. It wasn't a bad game either. I'm not much of a league. Did you watch the game, Jacko? I did. I caught the first half and then sort of, you know, I think it was 6-4 at halftime or something. And I'm fucking glad we didn't watch the end of it because the, the Maroons got up in the end, but far out. Far out. Good game. <laughs> um, now, Tommy, you've had a full book of rides up in Gosford today. Had a winner as well. Did you happy with the day? No, not really. Um <laughs> never happy with just one winner but uh, I, I thought our, our Bambino should have won as well um, midway through the card I fell asleep a little bit there at the 600 and and was in two minds of what to do which I'm not usually like that so I wasn't really pleased with my efforts there I uh, thought he should have got the money but uh, definitely stick with him next start I think he'll race in a couple of weeks at Kemmler on a Saturday um, and he's, he's ready to win now but probably one that just got away today um, but no looking forward to the weekend now Eagle Farm a good book of rides and um and, and, a, and a great meeting, Stradbroke Day, it's just always big and, you know, it's it's uh, full of quality fields. 100%. There's uh, something for our listeners there, guys. Two weeks at Kembla. Keep an eye out for that horse to, to step out again. Hopefully, T. Berry booked again and let's uh, let's step in. I you hope I'm not riding at Kembla on a Saturday. So, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm riding at Kembla on a Saturday, I'm not a lot wrong. But, uh, so, definitely follow it anyway. So, what what's the par, Tommy? Is it three or four wins in a day? You're happy or is it? You know, how many do we need for, for T. Berry to come home and be happy with the day? Oh, look, it's winners are obviously good, but I've, providing that I give all my mounts um, good rides and, you know, I feel like I'm at the point of my career now, I've been riding a while, I shouldn't be making too many mistakes. And, you know, I, I expect a lot of myself and I set a pretty high bar, bar when it comes to my results. So, um, as I said today, I wasn't happy with, with how I rode um, probably half of them, which isn't like me. You know, I'm usually pretty consistent. And even yesterday, I... Wasn't over. I haven't really been happy with my, my whole week. Um, so you can get that sometimes. You just got to forget about that. Um, know, know when you've done the wrong thing or, or when you've made a mistake in a race. And, you know, good jockeys make less mistakes and that's what makes them so good. So I'm obviously always pushing to, to be the best and or one of the best. And um, so, uh, you know, winners are always good. But as long as I can go out there and say I gave them every, every chance, I usually come home happy enough. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see that mentality, and that's why the punters are, are so happy to just be on whenever you whenever you're on one of those horses, and always the the opportunity to bounce back bounce back on Saturday, mate. So looking forward to it. 
Mate, I've got one to ask you. It's been bugging me. You probably don't remember it, but I've got to, I've got to just run one past you. I've got a little bit of a small share in a in a Swiss exile, which is um, with Annabelle Nation, little two-year-old cult. He's had a little prep in Queensland. He came back sort of two or three months ago. Um, all of a sudden, we had an update come through. Is that you there, mate? Yeah, no, that was someone calling me. We're sweet. Oh. All good. Yeah. So he'd come back a couple of months ago. All of a sudden we get a video. T Berry's on. He's ridden him in a jump out. He's done really nicely saying all the right things. He's come back a big, lovely horse. I think Annabelle Nation said at the time in sort of tongue in cheek, oh, we might eventually get T Berry to accept the right office. Anyway, fast forward five or six weeks. He's uh, he's accepted into a group two. T Berry's up there in Queensland but nowhere to be seen on Swiss Exile. He's accepted on Ringmaster for the Freedmans. I think you're riding him again on Saturday as well on the JJ Atkins, mate. I've got to ask you, right? Who do I call? Who do I send a check to to get T-Berry booked on this thing? Well, I'm, I'm actually retained um, to China Horse Club and, and Newgate Farm, who owns Ringmaster. So I, um, I don't have a choice in the matter there. But I, I was really pleased with Swiss Exile because last preparation, he was real difficult to handle. He was very keen and wanted to do a lot wrong. So I remember saying, Annabelle, if you could come back and, and make that improvement and just settle down a little bit, then you might have a horse. And he jumped out well, went to Queensland, got the money, Sam Clipperton on board. Uh, that was a tough one to watch. Um, but, you know, he's done really well since. So um, he's in the – I think he's in the Jay Jackins on the weekend. Is he, 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 he was going there. He's been tipped out now and probably headed towards a golden rose path next next prep. So man, He's winning with jockeys on and you still want me on. Owners are never happy, mate. They can never, never. be happy enough. You got, win a group two and you're still bloody asking for, for favours, Jacko. Come oh, on. To be, to be fair, if I was pouring the money, I'd probably, I'd probably be a bit the same. <laughs> mate, we, we obviously know you're a bit of a lad, love a, love a drink with the boys. We want to know because there's not a lot. I feel like in footy and in, in league and sports, you get a really good insight into the change rooms and who the larrikins are in the jockey rooms, for example. Who are the blokes that, that need a bit of a tongue tie put on in the change rooms? Oh, Regan Bayless, he's, he's very up and about, very up and about. And especially if Regan's, if, if he gets a winner at the start of the day, it's just a hectic day. Like he's just full on all day. But if he, if he, if he has a bit of a slow start of the day and something didn't go right for him, well, he just goes missing. He goes hides in a closet or something. You just never see him. But he's very up and about. And I'll tell you what, you take Reggie, we call him Reggie, uh, the king. You take him to dinner and... Um, you need a private room when he's, when he's around. He's, he's very up and about. But, no, he's he's a bit like that. Sean Geimer, you don't see much in town these days, but he's always been one that loves to have a good laugh. Same with Jimmy Innes. Don't see him much in town. But um, I'd have to say a lot of the guys in, in, in sort of in town, bit of a, we're getting a little bit older now and the younger crew start to come through. Um, so they're a bit of fun. But, uh, no, Hugh Bowman, he's – depends what day you get him on. Sometimes he's fun. Sometimes he's boring. But, uh, <laughs> Um, Kieran McAvoy's a bit of a quiet achiever, but he can uh, he can tell a good yarn as well. Awesome, mate! That's great stuff. The the question as well that we were sort of chatting about, like we're both sports people, so we me and Jackson are growing up playing soccer and footy. Um, I'm a very superstitious person. Got to eat the same food before I play the night before. One sock goes on before the other. <laughs> all that sort of stuff. What about yourself? Like, is it different? For a Monday meeting than it is to a Saturday meeting? Like is Saturday the real your game day or is it yeah. you're pretty superstitious consistently? 
Oh, no, just Saturday. You know, Saturdays, same pair of undies every Saturday. They've got that many holes in them now. They're struggling to keep everything in, which isn't – it's not, not that hard anyway. That's why it doesn't hang down too low. But, um, it's um, – and then even, yeah, just your routine. So um, I ride track work on Saturday mornings, which can, a lot of jockeys don't like doing because, um, you know, they like to rest up. But I like to ride work, come – so get up at um, 3 o'clock, get track work at 4 ride work, come home, I'll get probably 45 minutes to an hour nap and then jump in the bath, lose my weight and go to the races. So it's all about routine, sort of more than superstition. But if something happens in the morning that puts you out of routine, it just, you know, just annoys you. Like it's, I get a little frustrated and I've got four kids. So that happens quite often in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, mate, just want to take you back to the Larrikins point. So I want to take you back to the autumn. You're on uh, Shoes Extreme for Cummings. You're in the uh, you're in the Sires. You're at Royal Ramwick. You're in a Group One for the two-year-olds. Your good mate Brenton Abdullah sort of sidles up inside you, and he's giving you the hurry up on Fireburn. Just take <laughs> take us through firstly what you're thinking in that moment. Obviously, like to just mention as well that you got the cash two weeks later and led all the way, and she's extreme and got your got your revenge. But just want to work out what's going through Tommy Berry's mind in that moment, and also want to know: Are you in favour of or against the salute before the post? Yeah. Well, look, I, I um. I'm disappointed that I didn't realise he'd done it at the stage because he'd gone past me that quick and it sort of like it broke my heart a bit that he that he beat me so easily because she's extreme let down really well that day and I knew I had Fireburn chasing me down but I just thought I'd let down well enough to win and then when something goes past you that quick it just you're like fuck like what do I have to do you know what I mean so I'd sort of half dropped my head and 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 didn't even really pay much attention to Bratton and then. Everyone was talking about it on the way back. Say, oh, what about what he did, this and that and everything like that. And I was like, ah, oh, it's all good. Like, I, it didn't worry me because I didn't know about it, you know. But if, I, if I'd if i seen it, even though, like, he's a mate, like, it's, it was cheeky, it was good, it was good fun, it's good banter. Um, but it, it just made it for even better viewing um, for two weeks later when she's extreme, um, turn the tables on him. But um, I, I think saluting before a post is great. Um, it's good for, the, good for the public. Everyone likes it, gets everyone up on there. On their um, on their seat, and you know, it's all about the theatre. And in Hong Kong, I learned it's very good at that. They actually encourage you in Hong Kong to salute before the post and, and put on a bit of a show. I, I remember a couple of times over there that I'd won a big race, and I, I'd sort of just I didn't even slip going across the post, and they pull you aside and say, "Come on, just try and you know show a bit more you know enthusiasm, you know pump up the crowd a little bit." So they do it really well over there, and I, I think that's something that could change here. But in saying that, it's it's a safety aspect that. Uh, the stewards look at and I'm all for safety, but um, yeah, look, it's, it's a fine line. It's, but anyway, it's up to you if you want to cop the fine. Brenton's copped it a few times. Um, as I said, I've got four kids, so I, I, I can't spare any few dollars anymore. Um, they take everything I've got. Um, so <laughs> I've got to think about those things before I do it now. Yeah. Got to save up all the pennies for the childcare and, and school and all the rest of it. Yeah. Mate, speaking of Hong Kong, that's that is something we uh we wanted to touch on. So a lot of our younger viewers probably won't know that Tommy spent quite a bit of time over there in Hong Kong as sort of a fly in, fly out type of jockey. And um probably was it around five or six years you were there in total, Tommy? Close enough. Yeah, flying yeah. in and out for five years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Like went across as a twenty-two-year-old um and, and picked up a group one pretty much straight away with John Moore on military attack. So I just wanted to ask you about that. How was the thrill firstly? Going over in an international country, I read somewhere it was your first international flight. Am I am I wrong or? Yeah, no, I'd never travelled overseas. I'd only travelled to Melbourne for the races. Um, Incredible. Went to Queensland once for a holiday. Um, 
I had a very sheltered upbringing um, from my from my father, uh, who was um, who Nathan and I were apprenticed to. He's a very tough boss, seven days a week, um, and we didn't have money growing up, so we didn't have the luxury of um, going uh, interstate um, for holidays. It was more caravan parks and stuff like that, which was really good. They were great memories. Um, I wouldn't say I, I I wish we had big holidays or had all the money growing up because I definitely wouldn't regret anything. The way our childhood was, it was tough, but um, we always had food on the table. So, yeah, it was weird just living that sort of a life, I guess. I was mucking out. I was still mucking out boxes. Um, I wasn't an apprentice anymore, but I'd still, when I was finished races and then I'd go back and help the old man finish up work or something like that. So I was actually picking up shit out the back of the stables and I got a, got a call um, from John Moore and I'd only found out probably um, it was the day after I won the slipper on um, overreach. I found out that I'd been uh, offered a contract over there and I took it. And then, um, yeah, I was mucking out boxes and I got a call, or Dad got a call and he said, oh, Tommy, got John Moore on the phone. I was like, what, like John Moore from Hong Kong, John Moore? And he's like, yeah, it's the only John Moore I know. And I was like, and like, he's a king over there, you know, like he's your Bart Cummings and your Gay Waterhouse. And I'm like, fuck me, like, this guy's calling me. I haven't even got there yet. And um, he said, hey, Tommy, it's John Moore. Would you, you know, Zach's... Um, chose um, was Ambitious Dragon to ride in the QE2, can you ride Military Attack? And I was like, yeah. Um, didn't know what horse it was, you know, but I knew if Zach had knocked it back and he had been riding, it must have been good. So flew into Hong Kong, um, got to our apartment because uh, I was on a three-month contract over there, couldn't get the hot water working, had no food, didn't know how to speak, obviously Chinese, didn't know anything. My, my partner, um, Shani, was, um, she was crying in the lounge room saying we were just young, you know, we didn't didn't know where we were. We were just really out of sorts. And then three hours later, I won a Brit 1, so uh, on the biggest stage in the world. So it was uh, it's pretty crazy. That's that's unbelievable, mate. That's so bloody cool. I think about being 23 now, like, Jacko, you're the same. Like, fucking to move your whole life over there to do that as well, like, well, yeah. pretty much. It's I'm bloody trying to work from home most days. I can't even <laughs> fucking make it into the office, mate. Oh, no. well, I was I walked into the business class lounge and I grabbed a, a couple of rolls and a few things and I asked the lady where do I pay for it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, she said you find business class so you don't get all that for free and and even all that experience find business class for the first time because they pay for all the flights and that and just for for a young kid it was it was really surreal for me and um, and then yeah to spend three months over there and then the next five years flying in and out and. I remember I was I was riding here on a, a Saturday, flying on a, a, a 9.20 flight to Hong Kong, landing there at 8 o'clock in the morning, riding all day, getting back on a plane at midnight, flying back to Sydney on Monday and riding Monday back here. So I was Saturday at Randwick, Sunday at Shatin, Monday at, you know, wherever it was, Wyong or something. So it was just, it was just incredible. You know, I, you forget how small the world is when you can travel around so much. Yeah, absolutely. And is it is it true that they literally the jockeys live at the track over there? Yeah, so they live at the track. Um, all the jockeys have to live on course. Um, so it's like yeah, two buildings. So you're running. It, it's quite weird because they're your competitors. So it'd be like the Bulldogs players living with the Raiders players and everything like that. Like you're competing against these guys. And mind you, it's not like Australia where you, you against guys you've grown up against. It's people from all over the world different nationalities, 
it's tough. No, no one likes each other when, especially when you first walk in. They're like, oh, a new guy, like we'll make it tough for him. So it's a real tough school. So for a twenty-three-year-old kid, yet I just had to have tough skin, and you know, you might have a blue with someone on, at the races after a race, and then you stand in a lift going up, and you live next door to him. You know, so that was quite weird. But um, Japan's even tougher. Japan, they've got a thing called we call it jockey jail, and you ride Saturday, Sunday over there. You go into a, a complex which is on the racetrack. Um, you go in Friday afternoon, you've got a hand in your phone, you've got no contact with the outside world, no internet. Ride Saturday, Sunday, get out Sunday night. So from Friday night to Sunday night, you don't speak to anyone and everyone on course speaks Japanese, so you've got an interpreter and that's only on race day, not inside Jockey Jar. And, um, yeah, so it's, that's even tougher once again. So it's a, it's a pretty tough school over there. So safe to say you're, you're glad to be back on home soil and, and doing the business here? Yeah, I, I, there's nothing like home. Yeah, it's yeah. always good. I did love Japan, though. Like, Japan's, for me, the pinnacle of racing anywhere in the world. They've got the best horses, the biggest prize money. Uh, it's a beautiful place to live. I'm not sure if you guys have ever been over there skiing or anything, but it's it's just so clean. People are really nice. Um, even though you don't know what they're saying, they, they come across <laughs> really well. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I could move anywhere to ride in the world, I'd say I'd, I'd definitely take up a contract in, Hong, in um, Japan, but... Japan, you can only ever ride over there for three months at a time. It's the only, it's the longest contract a international jockey can get, not like Hong Kong. And um, and and you've got to be, I'm pretty sure you've got to be, you know, top five in the world to go there. So it's very hard to get over there. Can't be far off, T. Berry. Can't be far off the top five, mate. Don't worry about that. Oh, I've been around there a few times, but you've got to try and stay there. That's the hard part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mate, we've just got a few sort of rapid fire questions we just want to throw at you. Some yeah, of them have yeah. got something to do with racing. Others can be just random stuff, just live stuff. So, first one I want to run by you. I want to know. So, T. Berry's had a he's a big he's had a big Saturday. He's got let's call it three Group Ones. He's ridden five on the day. It's an absolute fill up. He's got no rides booked until Wednesday, so he's got a few days off to put the feet up. Where's he headed out? Who's he headed out with? Are you going out with the boys? Are you knocking back a you know hundred schooners, or you're tucking yourself in at home, or what? Where's where's he headed? What's the meal of choice and what are you washing it down with? All right. So we're going straight to um, a pub. I love a pub feed. We're going to get a chicken parmigiana, mm. some garlic bread to start off with, maybe a couple of hot wings with a bit of bit of like white sauce. What is it? Um, blue cheese sauce. Oh, a bit of blue cheese. Um, blue cheese. And we'll have a nice couple of cocktails just to drink them slow at the start. And then, then the devil starts coming out. And then <laughs> um, think as many vodkas as you can get in the city. Um, you maybe end up at the Coogee Bay Hotel. In Queensland, you've got to go to Johnny Ringo's, which is in uh, Fortitude Valley. It's a country and western bar. Always end up end up there. Um, and, yeah, get home about 4 o'clock. And one thing I do not do is get hangovers. So it doesn't matter how much I drink. <laughs> I'll only sleep two hours and I'll get back up and go again the next day. Far out. That is unbelievable. Righto. You've, you've <laughs> actually stunned me there. Well, I've been with you at about 3 o'clock in, in the morning. <laughs> so. I was going to say, I reckon that night, I don't reckon I had much sleep the next that night, and then the next day I was rat shit. And you were probably up riding track work at fucking five a.m. So no, I got up with the kids, and oh, I'm fine. I get to Sunday afternoon, and I just need now a nap somewhere, and I'll be sweet. But yeah, the hangovers just don't exist with me, so I'm pretty lucky there. You're a marvel, mate. You're an absolute marvel. <laughs> um, something we've discussed a fair bit. I think it's a pretty popular question um, for guys in racing, and obviously you've been in both eras: the Winx era and the Black Caviar era. Take your pick. Who's your one? Um, 
Jeez, that's a tough one. Um, I, I think black caviar, and the only reason I'm going to say black caviar is because it's when I was younger um, and I got to ride against her twice, only twice. I got to ride against Winks a lot more. But there, there was one time, if you've got time for a little story with, with black caviar, I led her up around Caulfield one day and and I was on uh, Crew to Queen, who was a very fast filly. She won the Magic Millions. And um, Luke Nolan had come and sat outside me. And we got some pretty cheap sectionals and we're coming to the bend and Luke Nolan said, get going, Jock. I looked over and I was like, oh, geez, the big girl. And I was like, I just put my head forward and kept going. And then he yelled at me again. He said, I said, get going, Jock. And I was like, oh, fuck you. I'll show you to get going. So I put the foot down. My filly just let down like a rocket. And then he come past me four strides later going, oh, there you go. Easy <laughs> done. As he went and put five on me. Oh. So he was talking to Black Caviar, just telling her to just, come on, don't go yet, don't go yet, as he's going away from me. And I've let down like an absolute rocket. And I was just, it was like I was, it's like I was standing still in time. It was incredible. So for, a, and I think I might have only been 19 then, maybe 18 or 19. So that was just a moment on the racetrack I'll never forget. Unreal. She was an absolute freak. And probably that unblemished record as well is might be swaying the punters one way or the other. But I, I'm with you, T Berry. I think he's um I think she's the she's the absolute star of the last sort of twenty years. Just incredible to never never have been beaten. Insane. No, exactly. And I would have loved to have I obviously no one ever got to ride her. I got to I rode Winks twice, one on a once. So I did get to have a feel of her. That was before she was Winks. Um but um yeah, black caviar, the closest I got to her was seen to go past me. <laughs> <laughs> now, mate, we've touched on it a couple of times. Father of four, is there any danger that one of the young fellas gets legged up on a horse one day? Or which sports have we got him in at the moment? Where are we Where are we pointing them? Yeah, they do a bit of kickboxing, a bit of soccer. Um, they uh, Two of them ride. My, my second and third, Charlize is our daughter, which I'd like to sort of steer her away from it. Mm. Um, but my, um, what's he... Uh, four-year-old uh, Levi, he's he's the one who's got the mullet. Um, he's we give him a mullet so people can pick him out because he's a rat. So um, he uh, he loves riding and that. And you know I'd love him to to get involved one day and 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 start riding. And he's shown a lot of passion. We've got one pony and two donkeys out the back that they get to ride all the time. So uh, it's a bit of fun for him. But I think I want him to ride, but I don't want him to ride too early because I think the day he starts or any of my kids start riding races, then then I'll probably have to give it away because. Watching your kid ride, I think it's scary enough. And being in a race with him, I just don't think I'd be able to fulfil my commitments uh, while, while worrying about him. So mm. hopefully he's, he's, he's 10, 15 years away. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. Um, you've had some ripping wins on, on Chautauqua. Just one horse that I can name. Is he the best you've ridden? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I don't even think... I always thought he was the best, but... It's the what he captured the the public's imagination and the day he won his third TJ Smith. Oh. Um, I think Darren Darren Flindell's call. You know, he said it. That's one of the best things I've ever seen at Randwick. Now Winks won on that day, but it's probably the only day that Winks has been you know overstaged a little bit. You know, and and that was you know we've seen a cop chasing down a guy with the Chautauqua call behind it, <laughs> Mario Kart. You know, with Chitatwa's thing behind it. So, you know, and, and what's the Seinfeld? As Seinfeld well? with Kramer. Kramer was whipping him home one day as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you tell me a horse that's won a race and had, you know, three things like that with, with, with his race shown in the background. So I think it just shows he's 
and his character, the way he went out, obviously wasn't great for, for us financially. And, um, but he went out in, on, under his own terms and that's, that's the way he raced. So he was a character from the start and, and now he's doing a bit of show jumping, but I think he started to refuse to jump. So he might, <laughs> he might be just doing dressage now. <laughs> that's yeah. about it. Yeah, old habits die hard. It looks like exactly, yeah. mate. Um, sorry, yeah. sorry, Ned, mate. We've got to ask you. So you got massive rides on the weekend. You're up there in Queensland. Um, is it Johnny Ringo's you're headed after? Is it are we Johnny Ringo's? Uh, I've been summer, summers to come home this weekend. I, okay, I he, he's, he's got the orders. So <laughs> right, so so no Johnny Ringo's. He's focused on the riding. He's got Ringmaster in the JJ Atkins. He got New Mary and a few other really good rides throughout the day, mate. Can you steer our loyal punters into one? Is there any sort of ride that you're keen on? Something you can steer us into? Yeah, look, I, I think Najmati in the last, she's pretty close to a good thing. Uh, she's drawn a good gate up against the same sort of field. A uh, bit disappointed if she didn't win. Um, I really like Ringmaster if he drawn a gate. Look, he's 40 to 1, and the first two in the market um, beat him home two lengths last start, and he, he gave him three lengths. He drew 14 and went back the last. So, Really can't see why he's $41 um, off his last start run. So he's worth a good, you know, a crack each way. Uh, Rothfire, from what uh, Robert Heathcote said, he he's, thinks he's almost back to his best. If he's anywhere near his best, he'll be very hard to beat, even though he's drawn wide. Um, there's a horse on the day I'm not riding that I tried to get on, uh, but they didn't want me. <laughs> um, Rachel King's riding it called Sweet Thomas. He's in the Brisbane Cup. I think it's $6, might be in a five fifty now, but, um, you know, it, it's one that obviously I'm not on, but I did try and get on and and it's had two starts at 3,200 and it's won both times, I think. And um, Rachel King sticks and she knows the horse well. Awesome, mate. Thanks so much. Um, we know you're a busy man as well, so we'll leave you to it, but it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Always good to have a chat, mate, and hopefully we can catch up for a beer at some point, eh? Yeah, well, hopefully you just don't forget about me and get me on again. Look forward to it. <laughs> for sure. Hopefully not the not the last time at all, mate. Um, good luck on the weekend. Good luck for the rest of the carnival and enjoy your trip away. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, mate.